Hello, friends. Welcome to the Spots of Time podcast with me, your host, Kim Scott. Thank you for joining in for just a little inspiration to empower hope and healing for yourself and for others. So let's get started. Hey, everyone. Today's episode was inspired by a gift that I received from a friend at my last church ministry job. The gift is a rough cut stone heart. And it came with a card that said, This rough cut stone heart would usually be hand sanded and polished to perfection before leaving the workshop. But this one is still a work in progress. Let it remind you that we are all a work in progress and yet still beautiful. Embrace the process of being a work in progress. Friends, this is one of my most cherished gifts. I need this kind of reminder really on a daily basis. And I have it displayed in my home studio space. I'll send or I'll include a picture of the stone heart on our website and also on our Instagram. But when I received the gift and I read the card, it stirred my heart. And I knew I would do an episode about the beauty of being a work in progress versus one who strives for perfection. And as I reflected on last week's episode and leaning into this one, I also recalled a song that I think goes really well with the topic of relinquishing perfection and embracing that we are a work in progress and that that's okay. The song is called Belovedness by an artist named Sarah Kroger. I'll include a link to a YouTube video in the show notes so that you can listen to the song. It is such a beautiful reminder that we are beloved children of God. And more than anything, God wants us to own our belovedness. Owning our belovedness, if we really can, takes a huge amount of pressure off. We no longer need to work to earn someone's love because we already have love from the one that matters the most. We can say to ourselves, I do not need to earn love. I can just be myself. Rather than trying to be the best, trying to meet our ideal of perfection. Instead, we can claim that who we are right now, our authentic self, is the perfection of who we are in God's eyes in this very moment, sins and all. 
And when we genuinely and deeply claim this truth, from there, we can look out to the world with eyes of contentment, compassion, and love. And our world needs that. When I heard Sarah's song for the first time, I it reminded me of a book that I read by Henry Nowen. And so I had to do a deeper dive to see what was Sarah's inspiration. The book from Henry Nowen was called, or is called, Life of the Beloved. And I learned that Sarah's song was inspired by Henry Nowen's book. She said that she was in a time and place where she was intentionally dealing with her struggle with self-negativity and self-confidence. The book talks about responding to fear of us not measuring up, not being good enough, not being perfect or, or worthy or lovable. And we do this by embracing our truest and most authentic identity as a beloved child of God. I read this book during that phase of COVID when we were ordered to shelter in place. And honestly, it reads like a love story. It's a love story from Henry Nowen to God, and also from God to each one of us. If we believe the message that God is love, God is the ultimate lover, and God simply wants to be loved by us. You see, we were born as God's beloved. Before we take our first breath, we are already beloved by God. Nowen says there's a difference between being beloved and becoming beloved. We are born beloved. That's our being. Throughout our lifetime, we become beloved as we learn to embrace the truth that God simply loves us and wants to be loved by us. Nowen writes, becoming the beloved means letting the truth of our belovedness become enfleshed in everything we think, say, or do. I love that. This is not about our pursuit of perfection. It's about embracing ourselves and, of course, all others as God's beloved children. It's who we are. It's the core of our identity. Now, the difficulty or, or the problem is the world has become so competitive and we are pitted against each other to be better, the best, that it's hard to hear and to believe the quiet, still voice calling us to be loved and to love. To love not only God and others, <laughs> 
but to love ourselves as we are. In fact, Nowen says that until we can claim our belovedness, we cannot truly love God or anyone else. In the book, Nowen takes what he says are the most important words of life for Christians, and he explains how to use them in our becoming beloved. In Luke's gospel narrative of the Last Supper, and again in his telling of the appearance of Jesus on the road to Emmaus, in both stories, he recounts that when at the table, Jesus takes the bread, says the blessing, breaks it, and gives it to the disciples. Taken, blessed, broken, and given are the words Nowen uses for how to become a beloved daughter and son of God. So I thought I would share a few thoughts that I wrote in my journal as I read this beautiful book. So the first word, taken, which Nowen says is the same as chosen. Each of us is God's chosen, unique, and precious person. But because the world tells us a different story, it can be a lifelong struggle to claim this gift that we were chosen and called by name by God himself. And here's what I thought was profound. And clearly, I need to be reminded of this more often than not. Nowen says, self-rejection is really blasphemy because it contradicts the divine voice who calls us beloved, perfect in every way. Wow. I need to print that and hang it where I can see it every day. So that way when I get stuck in the pursuit of perfectionism and I find myself saying I'm not as good as or I'm not worthy or I'm not enough, And those voices rise up within me more often than I care to admit. But the truth is, those voices are lies. I have to learn to reject those voices. The more we claim our divine chosenness, we then become more open to claim what Nowen calls our blessedness. There's a line in the movie Pretty Woman. Now, yeah, I know, don't judge me. (laughs) But there's a really deeply profound line that the main character played by Julia Roberts says. She says, the bad stuff is easier to believe. Why is that? I wish I knew. Now one agrees. He says it is easier for us to believe that we are cursed than to believe we are blessed. 
How sad. Well, just in Luke's gospel, Jesus said the blessing, and God continues to bless us. The Latin word for bless is benedicere, which literally means speak well of someone. God blesses us through others. In last week's episode, I mentioned that in the last months of my ministry leadership role, people were affirming me and and saying, you know, things that uh, truthfully that I had heard before. But in those final months, it really felt like God speaking directly to me through those individuals. It's it's interesting that as I started to release the pursuit of perfection, I heard God's voice blessing me more than ever before. We need to be more present and more open to receiving affirmations from others as blessings from God. And as we claim our blessedness, it leads us or it should lead us to a desire to bless others. And in a world that fills us with lies about who we are, everyone needs a blessing. Now, brokenness. We live in a broken world. And that means we also are going to be broken. People will hurt us. We will hurt others. We will hurt ourselves. And that brokenness can show up in our lives in so many different ways. Addiction, perfectionism, sometimes grief, depression, insecurity, anger. But we cannot allow that brokenness to rule our lives. We need to embrace it and bring it into the light, as Nowen says, so that we can begin the work of healing. We all have some kind of brokenness. I know I do. I'm sure you do too. This is why I am trying with intention to say yes to God's mission for my life, to empower hope and healing. But healing is tough because healing requires us to step into our brokenness, to know it, to face it, to feel the pain. But here's the truth. God can and will take our brokenness and turn it into a blessing if we trust him, if we allow him. I'm telling you, I have seen this in my own life time and again. And let me add this. Our brokenness, even in the midst of it, doesn't change our identity. 
We are chosen and blessed regardless of our brokenness. And lean into this. In our brokenness lies a measure of our uniqueness, of how God will call us to use our brokenness to be a blessing of healing for ourselves and for others. Let me say that again. This is important. In our brokenness lies a measure of our uniqueness, of how God will call us to use our brokenness to be a blessing of healing for ourselves and for others. Now, this leads to giving. Now, one says, We are chosen, blessed, and broken to be given to others. I love that. When we bring our brokenness to the light of our blessedness, we will see clearly what or how God wants us to give to others. This happened to me when I started in church ministry. And I didn't realize at the time in the midst of all of this, but I allowed the broken pieces of my life, all the unhealed wounds I was still holding on to, and I allowed God to use them to help others. And in sharing my stories, people of all ages have come closer to God, have moved toward their own healing, and many are now paying it forward, sharing their lives and their brokenness as a blessing. And as I shared my stories, more and more, the brokenness that I was holding on to was being healed. And I felt that. Now one says this so beautifully. He writes, As beloved children of God, we are called to become bread for each other, bread for the world. As a perfectionist, I realize I focus way too much on what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, and I also focus too much on how I'm being perceived by others. And this kind of thinking just drives me right back into the battle of relinquishing perfection. I find that remembering who I am to be, the most powerful way to reframe perfectionism. When I intentionally remember that I am am a beloved child of God. I can move from that crazy, chaotic pursuit for perfectionism and accept who I am in the moment. Believing this truth transforms my thinking, and it reminds me that I don't 
well, actually, in reality, I can't strive for perfection because outside of God, perfection doesn't exist. And because I am a beloved child of God, I am perfected in Christ. And this alone is enough. This alone has to be enough. I am known, seen, and loved by God. In the eyes of the Father, I lack nothing. I am enough. I am worthy. I am valued. Toward the end of the book, Nowen writes these words. I'm choked up. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I just love that truth, that message that I lack nothing in the eyes of God. Toward the end of the book, Nowen writes these words that I find just simply delightful as I contemplate the entire journey of my life till the very end. This is what he says. Death is the culmination of our journey back to the one who calls us beloved, to the one from whom we came. The one who sent us is waiting for us to come home and tell the story of what we have learned. It's such a beautiful sentiment, and it's one that I deeply believe. Like just to, to conjure up that image that God is just waiting for us for the day we come home and we tell him all that we have learned. We are a work in progress. It's a journey. Trust the process. God has a plan for each and every one of us. He has chosen us. He continues to bless us. And in acknowledging our brokenness, we are blessed to be given to bless others. What a better way for us to live, for all of us, perfectionists and all. And so today, may you take a few spots of time to unpack this a little. And may this reflection cover you like a warm blanket. May it inspire you to believe, to embrace, and to live the truth. You are God's beloved child. And as Sarah Kroger beautifully sings, He says, You're mine. I smiled when I made you. I find you beautiful in every way. Amen. This is the Spots of Time podcast which is produced and hosted by me, Kim Scott. I invite you to go to our website, 
spotsoftime.net and leave a comment about today's episode. What resonated? Did you hear anything that inspired you? And if we have inspired you today, you can support our work and help us continue producing this podcast by hitting the donate button on our website. You can listen to Spots of Time for free on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and invite your friends. Also, follow us on Instagram at Spots of Time Podcast. Production support, website development, and social media management by Alexis Jones. Our music, entitled Spots of Time, was written by Michael Upward. Until next time, empower hope and healing.